0: You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. (laughs) You lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go, Well, hello, hello. Happy 2015, you sick bastards. I hope you are enjoying 2015 as much as everyone else. As much as I am, my friends. Did you have New Year's resolutions? Did you want to lose weight? It's been six days. Did you lose all the weight you needed to lose? No? Well, get to and damn it. Did you quit smoking yet? Hmm? Did you really tell that person off? You wanted to tell off because, damn it, I'm going to tell them off this year. Did you do that? No, then get to work, punk. Get it done, damn it. 2015 has started. We're six days in. What are you waiting for, damn it? Get out there and get on those New Year's resolutions. The earlier you start your New Year's resolution, the earlier you will fail at it and then forget about it because that's usually what happens. See, right now you have a New Year's resolution and you're still working on it. You're about to work on it. You're going to give yourself this whole month to to build up to it. Well, I wanted to do this, this, this and this, but it's still January. It's only January sixth, so technically it's still the beginning of the year. I mean, the whole month of January is the beginning of the year. You still have eleven months left, so basically, as long as I start during the month of January, everything's going to be great. <laughs> no, get it done. Everybody plays those tricks on themselves, you know. I played those. Well, I'll start working out in. I mean, I know it's January 17th but I mean, you know, it's still January, right? <laughs> Come on, damn it. You know, you either get it done or shut up. Cause that's what happens to everybody when you do the New Year's resolutions. There are some people that when they get really, really serious about it and they pound away on it and they get that habit, habit of, you know, doing whatever it is that's going to improve themselves. When they get that habit nailed down, they start seeing progress and they start loving it and then they keep on going. And then all of a sudden they get the life change that they wanted. Those lucky bastards. Okay, they're not lucky. They worked hard. Those hard working, harder working than most people, becoming better versions of themselves and making everybody else feel like crap, even though it's not their responsibility how another person feels, they're just working on themselves in a the vacuum. And if you feel bad because they're becoming better, because they lost weight, because they went back to school, because they decided to focus on their business, because they decided to start a romantic relationship and they can't hang out with you as much as they used to, because they decided to do anything that makes their lives better and it an inconvenienced you slightly and thus made you jealous. Well, quite frankly, you no know resolution having or doing or sticking with bastard that's your problem. Shut up! <laughs> but I hope if you do have a new year's resolution that you, uh, if you haven't started yet, get on it. But, you know, instead of the New Year's resolution thing, can we just cut that crap out and stop that junk and just say, you know what, I made a decision, I'm going to change something in my life. It's not about the New Year's, it's about me making a decision to make a change about whatever is broken right now, damn it, and just get it done, you know, because a lot of times when you put a name on something, people can just kind of harp on the name and ruin it, like, Global warming. Why would you call it global warming? As soon as you said warming, you know, that just left you open for so many dumbasses to go. Oh, global warming. well How come it's so cold? <laughs> because it's so much snow. It's global warming. <laughs> and you're going, really, really? You're going gonna... to that... so do word games? Okay, you dumb bastard. Come on. And New Year's resolutions are the same thing. New Year's will. And if you don't get it done, like I said, if you don't get it done in January, by the time February rolls around, you know what's going to happen. You're going to start feeling horrible. So January, you were lazy and didn't get started. February, you feel like a tub of crap because you didn't get started. March, you lie to yourself and go, you know what? This is the first three months of the year the first quarter of the year, and as long as I start in the first quarter, I still have nine months left, and a, a human being can going can go from not existing at all, to existing, from not existing at all, to being the center of the family, to not existing, to being a live human being in nine months, and as a person who already exists, you can't tell me that if someone can go from not existing to existing, that I can't make a drastic change in my life in that same time period, I can, and you can, but you're not gone, Because now March is over, you dumb bastards, and now the whole first quarter of the year is over and you haven't done shit. You haven't even gone to the gym. You're still smoking. Your ass still jiggles for ten minutes after you go to sleep. You know what I'm saying, you bastards. Get it done. And now it's April (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Well, it's almost summertime. You know, I don't have time to start this resolution now. It's April, May, and then next, you know, it's June. So, I mean, if I do it in April, I'm really, I mean, April, you know, I got to do my taxes. And and that's going to take up half the month. I can't do it. Then then there's May and then... um, I mean, may uh, I'll be I'll be I'll be hiding because the IRS will be calling me because I intentionally made some mistakes. I mean, I made mistakes. They weren't intentional. (laughs) Is anyone hearing this? And then it'll be June. Then it's time to go June, July, August is that summertime. I'm not going to start a resolution during the summertime. I'm going to be at the beach eating pop, eating pizza slices and getting henna tattoos and licking ice cream and doing all this kind of stuff. So, you know, that they're able to see, see June, July, August. Bam! September. September, October, November, December. That's four months right there. Now it's September. I got four months left in the year. And you know what I'm going to do, damn it? I'm going to start in September. I'm going to use this last four months of the year September, October, November, December. I'm going to use these last four months to set up the foundation so next year I can really change things. And now it's 2016 and you haven't done shit. You know that's how it goes, you bastards. So cut it out. <laughs> Because I was just thinking about that because a lot of times people do the New Year's resolution thing and it just turns out to be a whole big tub of crap. You know what I mean? Like I said, you can't label things dumb. New Year's resolution, just say I am going to change something and I'm going to start now. I don't care if it's April 3rd, March 16th, June 48th, whatever it is, whatever you decide to make, whatever change you want to make, make the decision right now and then very slowly and methodically make the changes. Don't try to go cold turkey. You can't just stop smoking cold turkey. You can't just go and start lifting weights like you were in shape the whole time because you're going to hurt yourself and then you're not going to go back to the gym. You can't, I'm to tell that person off, you don't want to walk into the office to the person that's being an asshole to you and drop kick his ass across. No, 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 you have to very slowly and methodically become stronger and stronger and stronger until you force that person to respect you. It doesn't work the way it works in movies and TV. You can't cold turkey anything, you, you can't even cold turkey cold turkey, you bastards, because cold turkey is not as good as cold pizza. And I think I have just gone off the rails on this damn idea, but you know what I'm saying, damn it. <laughs> That's not even what I wanted to talk to you bastards about. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> well, really, what I really wanted to talk about was I was hanging out with some younger relatives, uh, also known as they abruptly they showed up at my house out of nowhere and said, please give us a ride home. <laughs> Should have charged them. Anyway, but it was really weird because they were complaining in, in the back of the car um, about some friends of theirs that were not talking to them right now or weren't talking to them anymore and it really bothered them. I don't know why they're not talking to me. I didn't do anything. I just did, and I don't know why and she didn't do that and he said and she said and then I said and then that And but I didn't say but she said it. I said and I didn't say but maybe I said and didn't say but she thought I said but I didn't say anything. That's what it sounded like to me because like I said after a certain age once you get on the other side of 25 anybody underneath 25 you have no idea what the hell they're talking about unless you grab them by both shoulders and say, listen, English, you bastard. I don't know what you're saying. And then they said, I was speaking English. And then you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have drank that much. (laughs) Just kidding, I don't drink. Maybe I have other problems. But that's beside the point, damn it. But anyway, they're talking about all this stuff. And I started thinking about it. And I started thinking I should be empathetic. I remember being a teenager. I remember what it was like being a teenager in a preteen when people actually... Who, when people when, when people would not talk to you or try to exclude you from a group when you actually would care about it there was a time in your life when you cared about it I see people sometimes on Twitter being upset when they tweet something and they don't get any stars or retweets and they know their tweet is good and they don't like that other person's tweet. And why is this person getting 6,000 retweets and 16,000 stars and 4,000 quadruple retweets and 16 quasars? Wait a minute. I didn't even know they had a quasar. I only get stars. How the hell is that a quasar? Is that some kind of new feature you have to pay for? Fuck you, Twitter. I know what that, I've seen that. And I know that it affects us at different ages. I get it. But when you were younger, you it really bothered you when your friends or close relatives, maybe you know, when you were all kids, didn't talk to you for some reason or excluded you. I remember what that was like. We, I had a couple of friends. We were all ver- within a couple of days of each other's age-wise. And I was the quiet, shy one. And they were the aggressive ones and the bike jumpers. And I would go along with the stuff that they were doing, too. And one time, they, they, even back then, I was the guy that a lot of my friends... Would come to and ask, What do you think of this? And should I do this? And should I do that? And I made the mistake back then, what I thought was a mistake of telling them the truth. And then they would get mad at me. You shouldn't do that because that's wrong. Man, you ain't no fun, man. And then they would, and then they would make it a point to be around me, so I could see, th- me, so I could see them excluding me. And they would be around, so I could see them giving me the cold shoulder. They would literally come all the way out of their way just to stand next to me, so they could then ignore me to let me know that they were ignoring me. And it bothered me. I had a hard time sleeping. I felt guilty, even though I didn't do anything wrong. I felt guilty. Oh, why are they talking to me, man? I'm there, my friends, man. And eventually, they'd realize they were assholes, or forget why they were mad, because kids are kind of dopey sometimes. Including myself at that time, and then they everything would go back to normal, and then there would be a repeating cycle of they would do. I would I would not go along with something stupid they were doing, or I would tell them that that wasn't good, or I wasn't interested in some crap, and then they'd get mad, and then the cycle would continue, and they'd do it again and again and again. And back then, it bothered me when I was hanging out with friends, and I would tell them the truth, and I wasn't mean about the truth. Just just being honest and honest in a nice way, and they wouldn't they would go out of the way to bother to exclude me. It bothered me when friends did that when I was a teenager, it bothered me when I was in my early 20s, and a girlfriend would do that. She would get upset with me, and I, wouldn't, and I didn't want to do something dumb that she wanted me to do, or she tried to get me to do something I didn't believe in, or she tried to change me in a way that was a little bit too fundamental, not in some kind of thing where, please don't smoke in the house. I don't smoke, by the way, but you get the point. You know, like if you're a smoker and you have a non-smoker and you go out on the balcony to smoke, that's cool, but don't smoke in their face. Come on, you know they have a right to not have smoke in their lungs. But what about you had a spouse or a significant other that was so mad about that that you know they would it would cause a fight once a week and then they would just oh, they would walk through and like look around you and not talk to you and not get it on with you and not and you had to deal with that all the time and it would bother you and it bothered me, man. I want, why are you why are you mad, baby? <laughs> and that's how I was. With my friends, it bothered me when I was in my teens, and when I when when I was a, a grown man, when I was in my early twenties, it bothered me when girlfriends would be mad at me and just wouldn't talk to me for a couple of days, or I'd be right there in bed with them, they wouldn't they didn't want to get it on, not because they weren't in the mood, or because they were on their period, or because they just they were too tired, but they they weren't tired. They weren't in a bad mood. They weren't in a period. They were trying to teach me a lesson about being next to me with all that warm goodness and not letting me get up in it. They wanted to teach me a lesson. They wanted to exclude me from the club, and that was not good. It bothered me back then. It bothered me. Oh, it bothered me then. It bothered me. Ooh. But what I found out is the second you become 30 years and one second old, you don't give Oh, shit that doesn't bother you at all doesn't bother me at all not even a little bit when i have friends man i'm mad man we do i'm I'm not talking to you right now good because you're acting like an ass i don't want anybody around me acting like an ass as soon as you stop acting like an ass feel free to call i'll be right here because i'm not mad at you you're the one that's wrong and if i was wrong i would apologize i wouldn't act like an ass to you you've told me when i was wrong before and what did i say i said you know what I messed up, man. That is my fault. I'm sorry about that. Do you forgive me or, you know, what do we got to do here? But that doesn't happen that often because I try to be fair all the time. So if you want to be a douchebag, you go right ahead. Stay on the other side of whatever line you put in front of us until you stop acting like an asswipe. You will not be missed. The person you used to be before you were acting like this will be missed. But the person you are right now will not be missed at all. Stay your punk ass over there. (laughs) right the moment you become 30 years in one second when you were with a woman and she's I'm not talking about when you legitimately did something if you legitimately did something and she's being and she's right to, to, to not want to get it on with you and all that kind of stuff and she has the right to do that You just got to bite the bullet and apologize, do what you have to do to make amends. But if she is deciding to be mean to you and it's not gender specific, if a guy decides to withhold, he's not going to withhold sex because he's a dude, but he's going to withhold affection. If he decides to do that, let him do that. That's my like, like I said, in my mind, there's a line right between us the moment you do that. And if you're going to be around me and the only reason you want to be around me is so I will see the way you've decided to behave. I will see how you're acting like a big, gigantic bag of dicks. If that's what you want me to see, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that version of you. I'm not interested in that version of you. The same way I'm not interested in going into the bathroom when the woman I'm having sex with is taking a huge you-know-what in the toilet. I don't need to see that. I know that that happens. I know you have to do that. You're a human being. That is a function. I know it. I don't need to be in the bathroom for it. I don't want you to be in the bathroom when I'm doing it. You know, it's there. You know what happens? But I don't need to be around it. That's why there's a bathroom door. So you can take that activity on the other side of the door. I don't want to walk into the bathroom and grab my woman's face and go, You're the most beautiful thing in the world. And I'm really glad you chose me and giving her a big kiss while she's on the toilet. Hell no, you don't want to do that. And women, you know you don't want to go in there with your hoagie sucking husband when he's in there taking care of business and walk in the bathroom, grab his face. You're the most gorgeous man in the world. And give him a kiss while he's taking a huge you know what in the toilet. You don't want to do that why because you don't want to be around for that activity you know that it's happening you know that it's going to happen occasionally you know it's a function that happens but you don't want to be around for it that's why there's a bathroom door you keep your punk ass on the other side of the door doing that activity because i don't want to see it and it's the same thing with bad attitudes and it's the same thing when people try to do passive-aggressive stuff and it's the same thing when a person acts like an asshole when they're doing that essentially it's the equivalent of them being in the bathroom, shooting crap out of their buttocks, because the stuff that they're in this in this in this comparison, the stuff they're getting rid of is all the crap. What a bad choice of words, huh? <laughs> Back to the story. There's a whole bunch of crap that was the reason that you don't want to be around them right now when they're in the bathroom they're getting rid of what the body doesn't need and when the body gets rid of that you feel better cause it's not supposed to be in there and when a person acts like a jackass and a douchebag and a dickhead and a bag of dicks and a piece of shit you don't wanna be around them you say hey you go on the in the other side of the relationship bathroom door dump all of that stuff out flush it wash yourself off and then come back out I'll see you then cause that's what I'm talking about <laughs> As soon as you get on the other side of 30, 30 years old in one second, you don't care anymore. You know the bathroom's there at 30. You know they're going to have to take a huge El Dumpo. And when you turn 30, when you're younger, you Oh, can you kiddies come out in the bathroom? Can I come in the bathroom with you and, and talk to you while you're... Because <laughs> that's the equivalent of what you're doing. You're standing in the stinky bathroom with them. You don't want to do that, no. And the stinky bathroom is hanging around the person when they got an attitude problem and hanging around the person when they're mean to you and hanging around the person when they're passive-aggressive. No, you stand on the other side of the door. You go downstairs you go in the basement. You go about your activities and then you hear the toilet flush. And you hear the water running, hopefully, unless they're dirty bastards. And you hear the water come off, and you hear them walk, and you hear them with the, driving their hands on the towel, and they come downstairs. Ah, I feel better. And it's the same thing when the attitude breaks. I really shouldn't have been mean to him. He really didn't do anything wrong. I was just being crazy. I shouldn't have been mean to her, man. I should not have been emotionally unavailable to her. It was my fault. I'm being, honey. I'm. I'm sorry. I was an asshole. <sighs> honey, I'm sorry. I was so wrong. <sighs> Flush that all away. It's the same thing. <laughs> When they come out of the come out of the bathroom, all the bad stuff is gone. And when you come back to the relationship after you've made an ass out of yourself, all the bad stuff was flushed away. Flush it away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I'm going to go back to New Year's resolutions for a moment before I end this segment, and I just want to say, look, man, and and women, and women and men, and men plus women. Stop calling them New Year's resolutions. Because if you attach it to the New Year, the further away you get from the New Year, the harder it's going to be to start. Because you may not start when you thought you were going to start. You may start in April. You don't know. Just make sure that you think of it as what it is. A life change that I'm making right now. You dig? Of course you do. Hope you enjoy the rest of your 2015. And this segment, baby, is over. Okay, you sick bastards. I want to talk to you about something. Now, there, there are people I like to refer to as moment milkers. Do you know what a moment milker is? You know, when you have like a little moment, a little fun moment with someone, a little funny thing that happens between you, the kind of thing that should be funny. Only maybe the next two times you see each other. Like there was a place where I, I was taking my my brother, who's as this- my brother is special needs uh he's uh um developmentally delayed and so and, and he doesn't speak so i was taking him to you know one of the pl- place that he goes um and um and what happened was the door was not open it wouldn't whatever the lady behind the desk wasn't there and i had to ring the bell and then she let me in okay go ahead anthony come on in hey so I walk my brother in, and you know he goes in with his teacher, and then I, I walk back out. Now, that's usually what happens. This time what happened, the lady was not behind the desk, and a lady that was sitting there waiting with everyone else, uh, waiting, sitting there waiting for her relative or loved one or whatever, and so what happened was I come to the door. The lady didn't come from behind the desk uh, because she was doing something. The lady that was waiting got, got up and walked to the door and let me in from the inside. And as I was coming in, the lady behind the desk goes, "How do you how'd you get in here, S. Anthony?" And I go, uh, "Oh, so you let him in? Okay, that's great." I said, "Yeah," I said, "Yeah, she let me in." Were you trying to, were you hiding back there or something? You don't want, you don't like me anymore. Is that what it is? I'm hurt by that. How dare you? So we all have a little joking back and forth on, well, you know, she's go, the lady behind the desk. Is going, well, next time I'm not going to let you in. He 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 hee. And the lady that let me in goes, yeah, I didn't realize you were going to be all all this trouble. I'm not going to let you in. Tee-hee-hee. And we had the little moment and it lasts for maybe three or four minutes. And then I say, okay, bye bye ladies. And I leave. So the next two or three times that I come in, the lady who let me in, who was not the lady behind the desk. We shared that joke back and forth. This time, she lets me in. I go, "Thank you, about to, you should be working here, Dag Nabbit," because she does not gonna help me. So we milked that joke two or three times, and after that, that was over. Okay, so now we talk to each other just as two human beings, but we don't reference that moment. The moment was over. It was fun. We talked, we joked about it two more times after it happened, and that was it. She was not a moment milker. A moment milker is someone who just won't let a tiny moment that you had with each other, they won't let it go. By the time you and I were sitting at lunch that time we ordered the same sandwich and it was incredible we actually had the same shirt on and we both just ordered the same sandwich. Yes, uh, that was 1997. I'm over that. I'm not, but wasn't it kind of interesting that we both ordered Big Macs at the same time when we were both wearing the same t-shirt? <laughs> let's talk about it for 45 minutes for no reason. No, let's not do that. <laughs> you know, and those are, the, those are the people that actually, I mean, they're not, they're not bad people, but just it's like, please, stop Milking the moment. The moment is gone. You can't milk that moment anymore. That's a cow and if you milked it right now, dust would come out. There is no milk left in that moment. Stop it. You know? And that's really weird because it's like even people that you have a really deep connection with or who are close friends. If they're gone for any length of time, and you don't see them for a while, you don't have the same connection that you had with them back in the day. I have friends that I've had friends for a couple of decades. You know, we knew each other when we were really young, and now we're grown men and everything like that. And I don't see them that often. I see them every—I see them on Facebook or some crap like that, or run into them if I'm in whatever city they're in, or we'll run into me or whatever. And and if we're both in Philadelphia at the same time, we'll run into each other. Hey, Santa! Hey, whatever you—you know—I'm not gonna say anybody's name. But, hey, man, what's going on? And we, 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 hey, hey, your sister, your brother, you're this, ah, ha, ha, this, that, this, that stuff that happened. Ha, ha, ha. We high-five each other. We hug each other. All right, man, take care. And then we go about our business. But we're not as, we're not as close as we were when we were going to each, each other's houses. We're not as close as we were when we went to high school together. We're not as close as we were when we went to grade school together. Of course not. We're grown men now. They've got wives and kids and, you know, I'm banging random hot women. <laughs> that rarely happens. Anyway. So what I'm saying is we don't have that same connection. It doesn't work that way. We 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 have we actually have moments we could milk, but don't milk those moments. But the people that don't have that moment with you want to milk the crap out of them. Stop milking the moments, people. Get your hands off that moment's udders. There's no milk in there, damn it. Get your hands off. Now it's getting creepy. <laughs> you ever run across an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend? And you really had moments of milk. In fact, you milked each other in the bed. You you got some good milk going. You had a whole cart of milk. You had a whole milk aisle. You were a milk factory with each other. So you have things to talk about. You have lots of things to talk about, but you haven't seen her in five or six years. And you don't want to. What are you going to do? Talk about stuff? You just wave to each other and go about your business. I remember back when I was about seven, uh, I was 18 or 19 years old, I was going out with a lady who was about 28 years old. And we had a little moment, and I tried to milk the crap out of it. It was a little different then, because I was 18 years old, she was 28, she thought I was cute and funny on stage, and we got it on. And I really wanted to milk her moment again. I, I mean, I wanted to milk her moment. I wanted to do some serious milking of her moment. But she was like you know no no I didn't want a relationship i I mean you're cute I, I enjoyed getting it on with you but uh, you know I mean we we'll probably we'll probably do it again at some point in time but I mean I'm just about you know living my life and handling my business right now and, and going about that but I don't have time for a boyfriend but you know so we'll get together and, and, and you know they hand. and then they did no sex for you loser I said, I'll have sex with you if i if I, you know if, if the guys that are actually age appropriate don't want to have sex with me or if I find out one of them's a loser and then I'll, I'll Dig into the scrap heap and take your punk ass back out of it and jump on top of you for half an hour and then tell you to go home, (laughs) which is exactly what she really was saying but I tried to milk the crap out of the moment. I wanted to get it on with her again. I should have I should have just been like, hey, she was hot. I was 18. She's 28. She, for some reason, she got it on with me. I should have just been happy with that. It's like finding a $50 bill on the street when you don't have any money in your pocket and then going back to that street every day for the next year, hoping to find another 50. No, jackass. People are not dropping 50s like that. Just be happy you had that 50. Enjoy the cheesesteak you bought. Enjoy the newspaper you bought. Enjoy that radio that you bought with the chains. Obviously, this was a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? But everybody wants to milk the moment. I'm not a moment milker. I don't like milking moments. I will milk a moment while I'm in the moment. When you're in the moment, it's not really milking. It's just enjoying the moment. It's not milking the moment until it gets embarrassing. If I went to the girlfriend, well, she wasn't the girlfriend. If I went to that lady again, hey, girl, you know, how about we booby-dee-boop-boop, and she goes, nah, and I went, oh, all right, I'm happy I found that $50 bill. And move on to my business, I'm not milking the moment. In fact, even if I try one more time, I'm not milking the moment. But by the time it gets to number three, you, my friend, are a moment milker. And you are an idiot. Come on, don't act like you guys have never been a moment milker. Everybody's been a moment milker. I know. I haven't been a moment milker since then. Because that's when I started calling it moment milking. And once I gave it a name, I... Realize that I can't go back to doing it because I've now given it a derogatory name. And if I give it a derogatory name and I go back to the activity, that makes me a huge D-bag. And I refuse to be a huge D-bag. Many people do mil- moment milking. Your relatives will milk moments too. You know, you have a, re- I, 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 you know, I almost moment milked. I, 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 just, I just thought about this. I wasn't even going to say, this wasn't even part of this little rant here. I almost moment-milked, and I remember it, and I stopped myself. I was like, oh, man, because I, there was a little, it was a relative of mine, you know, and she's, she, was, she was a baby, and and because her mother was my cousin, and she lived nearby, she was always over, hey, 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 uncle, and you know, she called me uncle, I'm not her uncle, I'm her cousin, but you get the point, point. and so... I no, I I was I was around her a lot when she was a baby she stayed here I said I'll, I'll watch her when you go to the store you want to go to a movie or something I watch it no big deal you know so I had her a lot when she was a baby and now she's almost a teenager and uh and there was a, and there was like a I would talk to her on the phone but I hadn't seen her and because they moved I hadn't seen her and maybe physically seen her in about a year and a half you know so when she comes in and she's damn near adult size I was like what the hell? whoa no, she gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And she's like, well, she she only comes up to my nose, but she's adult size. I'm like, what the, oh. And, and I'll say, hey, man, I, 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 girl, I did not, look how big you got. Sounded like a complete old guy hey she, hey you know gave her a big hug hey whoa and then we started talking and having conversations and having a great time and she showed me her report card and she's destroying it she's ripping it up and getting all these good grades and i was congratulating her and giving her the dumb thumbs up and she had that i'm embarrassed by how happy i am smile because i gave her the thumbs up and everything was great and i said man i don't like this whole you being a adult size i liked it better when you were back when you were a baby on the nice to put you on the table in, in the little bass and that while i would cook something for you in the kitchen and then i would watch you play with the things and the, and i stopped immediately because she started laughing at me and i realized oh my goodness if I don't, if I keep talking, I'm going to be a freaking moment milker. I should just enjoy the fact that my little relative right here is, is going to is going to be a teenager real soon. I should be happy with the fact that she's in school, destroying, and that she's well adjusted, and she's she, 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 you know, and everything's great with her, and then her mom, my other cousin, is doing good, and everything's great, and I should be happy with that, because quite frankly, her mother. I watched her when she was a baby. And I damn near moment milked with her. Hey, man, I remember when you were a baby too. And there was a part of me that went, you about to be a moment milker. Shut it up. She's an adult and her daughter's gonna be a teenager in a couple of years. You just shut your punk mouth because you're gonna be a moment milker and you will not be a moment milker, damn it. It's hard not to be a moment milker with kids, isn't it? <laughs> You know, if you haven't seen them since they were small, it's hard, man. It's hard not to be a moment milker because those moments you can't keep talking to a kid about that one time. She played a video game and she and she and she high five because she scored a point when she didn't really know what she was doing. And quite frankly, it was on demo and she didn't realize she didn't actually do that. But she didn't want to break her heart. You let her think that she did that. You can't talk about that. That was a long time ago. You dumb bastard. You would be moment milking. Stop moment milking. Damn it. So what I'm saying, folks, is don't be a moment milker. Be a moment enjoyer, you know. And if you're going to be a moment milker, if you keep the moment in your head and you just sit back, like sometimes when I pull out my phone and I have pictures of my nieces and nephews when they were babies and I look at them and I smile because I remember what it was like when they were babies and how much I enjoyed them. And then I look at them now when they're still children but not babies anymore and I'm happy that they're growing up and they're all smart. And they're all cute and good-looking. Not, not as good-looking as me, but I mean, who is? <laughs> anyway, and it's great. And I look at those and I go, yeah, man, they were wonderful little kids. Now, I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I'm, I'm happy that they're growing up great and they're going to be good people. And at that moment, I'm actually milking the moment, but I'm milking the moment with me. I'm milking the moment in my own head while I look at the, at the phone. 'Cause if you're milking a moment to yourself, it doesn't count as moment milking, it just counts as having really good memories of people that you care about. But when it comes to people that you don't care about, when you're thinking of moments, screw that crap. Think of all the bad stuff, yeah. Think about the time she did this stuff when she you found out that she was doing that, and then you found out he was doing that and that guy did that and she did that, that <laughs> rotten bastard. Oh, I digress. <laughs> what I'm saying is, don't be a moment milker, you bastards. It's not good. Be a moment enjoyer. Not a moment milker. Yeah. Segment over. All right, guys and gals, I'm going to ask you something. I want to talk to you about something. Um, I was reading a newspaper article and some articles online about uh, a billionaire who's getting divorced from his wife. And he wrote her a check for almost $1 billion and she rejected it because she feels she's entitled to half the money. Now, you can, I, I'm not really interested in arguing that point because quite frankly, who cares? Uh, the hell with both of them. <laughs> okay. I mean, nothing against them personally, but I mean, like I said, who gives a crap? But I was thinking about it. The simple fact that a person could turn down almost a billion dollars in uh, written to them in a check. Now she may be entitled to more money. I don't know. I really, don't. like I said, I don't really give a crap. But I was just thinking about the amount of money that was, and what it would be like to even have a tenth of that. You know, a hundred million dollars. When you see people that are rich, and many times, and I, I remember seeing a, a movie called Broke about, you know, NFL players and how, you know, a few years after they leave the NFL, they're broke. They have no money. And I'm watching the movie, and the stuff they lost their money on was just. Um, I, I don't even understand the concept of I, I was at the strip club you know and I I was you know we we, we spend like $10,000 a night you know we're throwing the money to the strippers and we're going to the nightclubs and I'm, I'm buying $16,000 bottles of Dom and I'm buying and then I'm buying this and then, and then another thing and then I bought 16 cars that I don't drive and I don't even know how to drive a stick but they're all stick so they're basically just sitting there and and I invested in some car washes and I'm <laughs> Dumbasses, and it amazed me when I saw how these people lost their money. Like, with, like with the the first couple I was talking about, they're arguing over these ridiculous sums of money, and most people in the in the world will never even come close to getting a fraction of what that check was. And like I said, she may be entitled to half of the ten billion he has, or eighteen billion, or whatever the hell it is. But I thought about it, and, and every time you see rich people, people have been rich for a long period of time. I had people have a long, long ass chain of money coming. Often wondered about being the relatives of those people, you know because those 'cause when you when you're a billionaire you know or, or several 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 hundred millionaires closing in on a billion, if you have a family and they need some stuff, you can just give them stuff, especially billionaires and stick with billionaires. Even the most greedy relatives can't dent their money. I mean, if you're if you're a real, related to the Koch brothers or Bill Gates, and he decides he wants to toss you some bread, you could be the the most greedy, selfish bastard in the world, and you can't dent his money. You can't touch his money. But when you're a regular millionaire, you have, you're worth five, six, seven million, maybe ten million. Your family can ruin your stuff. They can take all your money and they invest in this. They can ruin you. They really can. And I often wondered. What would happen if I ever came into that kind of money Would my people that are in my family turn into nutcases like that? I doubt it, but it's weird, you know, because just think about this. Say for the sake of argument, you come from a bad neighborhood and you make it out and your relatives are, um, how can I put this plainly uh, hunks of crap in the back of your mind, you got to realize that any, at any point in time, these jackasses can ruin everything for you, you know? Like you see, a, like a basketball player, and his best friends are drug dealers, and all of a sudden you, they start doing stupid. I need you to bail me out, Yo, man. But I I I got some money. I borrowed some money from these dudes, and I figured that you know since I was a friend of yours, that you would be able to back me up. And all of a sudden, you don't want your friend to get shot, so you give him some money. Look, just you know, give them the money and stop dealing with that. And then all of a sudden, Frank Johnson, basketball player, involved in drug deals. Now this guy wanted to do was just play a game that he loved. And his jackass friend that he didn't want to get shot dragged him down. I often wonder what it would be like to have that kind of money and what the people around you would be like. And then I realized, even though most of us will probably never accumulate that amount of wealth, we kind of have an idea of what it's like to be the rich relative when everyone else doesn't have money. And the only way you can realize that, the only way you can understand that as a person, the regular everyday person is if you're the only one in the family that has a house, right? Say you, you, everyone else is out there doing their thing and they're living their life, but you decide, you know what, I'm going to hunker down and I'm going to make sure I pay this house off. I want to own this house. The only thing I want to pay on this house is property tax and utilities and that's it. That's all I'm dealing with, cause, you know I'm not gonna, I'm not making minimum payments. I'm gonna make sure I get this done. And you pay for that house in twelve years or ten years, you know, you own it now. And all that money that you were spending on, uh, you know, mortgage payments, now all of a sudden. You got used to not spending that money, but now it's going into the bank and it's like, man, look how much money I'm putting away. Man, this is awesome. I'm so glad that I bought this house and I'm so glad that I paid it off. And I'm so glad that all of a sudden this several thousand a month is going right in the bank. I got used to not spending it. My life is fine without the money. And then all of a sudden, people who didn't do what they were supposed to do need a place to stay, which is fine. Their family members or their friends, no problem. And you don't even mind if they stay for a long period of time, if they at least leave you alone or at least or contribute in some way. But they don't. They make their house messy. They come in at all hours of the night. They inv- they invite people to the house without asking you because they've been living there for four months. It's their house too, right? Uh, you've been there. You've had a a relative or a friend overstay their welcome, not because you don't like them or not because you mind having them around, but because they got a little too familiar. They got a little too easy in your house. And you're going, what the hell is this person thinking? You can't invite people over to the house. I'm not even there. You can't bring people over like that. I'm not talking about if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or something like that or a close friend, but you can't have a party in the damn house. You didn't even tell me about it. That's what happens. And that's the, one of the ways that a regular person gets an idea of what it's like to be the person that did the right things or that was successful in achieving something. And then they had some jackass come in there and mess it up. you walking in your kitchen and some jackass comes in and all of a sudden you're going, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm a friend of that. Oh, you're a friend of that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Why are you standing in my damn refrigerator? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you don't own the house, you have a car most likely, right? Well, what about you? One of those, what about you have your car and there's a bunch of relatives and they live nearby, you know, and for some reason, there's say this, there's three households of relatives. And for some fluky reason, all three of those cars go down for some reason. And you're the only one that has a car that's working. And instead of just using you, the person with the car, to do essential things, you know, like if you have to go to the doctor, if you have to get to work, or somebody, you know, some, some, it's the things that are important, you go from that to all of a sudden annoying the person with the car to do things you could do for yourself. Not things that will be, you know, sometimes people will ask you to do things that they could do for themselves, and they ask you, even though it's possible to do it, me personally, if I can do it myself, I'm not going to bother you. If I can do it myself, even if it's going to be a big pain in the ass, because it's not your problem. I wouldn't ask you to take me to this place. Well, you're going to wait a second. Hold it a second. You said you had something important to do. you, you, You woke me up because the nailery, you wanted to get your nails done. Couldn't you have gotten on the bus and done that? Yeah, but it would take me 45 minutes to get there. Really? Well... That's how long you're going to be in the emergency room after I drop kick your ass out of this car at 40 miles an hour. What the hell is wrong with you? Hey, man, I really need your help. Oh, man, what's going on? It's an emergency. Oh, I'll be right there. Let me just get dressed. Oh, you show up and all of a sudden this jackass is talking about, yeah, man, I, uh, I need you to help me out. Okay, what is it, man? What's going on? What's, I'm here, man. I'm your friend. I'm here. I'm here to help you. with the problem? Yeah. um, The Sears I wanted to get them new pants from is, uh, you know, is, is having a sale and uh, I, I do not feel like waiting for the bus. What? Now, those are extreme examples, but let's be honest, if you have the only car that's working at the time and people start asking you to do dumb crap, Stuff that they could do for themselves—it's the same thing as being the rich relative. It has people who are in the family. You don't mind kicking them down some bread if you have money. Here, here's some money. I know that you—you know—you you need a car, or or maybe you want to have a little something for your kids' college fund, or you, uh, this, that, or the other. You don't mind doing that, but you don't. But it's like you don't want to have to have the people all of a sudden decide they don't want to work anymore, and you have to take care of them. If I had a rich relative, and I don't what you guys would get on it and get rich, damn it! I'm, I'm trying to get rich myself, you bastards. But it would be nice if one of you bastards got rich too. You, I digress. <laughs> but I always, I never understood that the people that see somebody become successful or get a little something and they just don't get it. They got to try to drain that person. I hate that crap. And sometimes I wonder if it, you know, if it's even worth it. And then I think, what the hell kind of stupid thing is that to say? Of course it's worth it. I'd rather be rich and have relatives and friends annoy me for money than be broke and have them just be annoying. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. So I always wondered about that. I see these these billionaires, and I know they got to have deadbeat relatives. You know, I'm not talking about like regular hardworking people. I'm talking about these relatives that are like, oh shit, I don't have to keep doing anything. My relatives rich. I can act like a complete jackass. Ugh. See, I've been the person that had the place, you know, and had friends come over, and all of a sudden they started getting a little wacky and started doing dumb crap and getting a little bit too full of themselves in my damn apartment. I've been there. I've been the relative that had the only car that's working, and I've also been the relative whose car wasn't working, and guess what? Didn't bother anybody. Now, I don't mind helping my family. Who, who, I mean, who does, except for uh, douchebags who don't want to help anybody. But you got to be, let's, let's keep it real. Come on, man. Sometimes people will take advantage of the situation. They just don't know when to stop pushing. You know, it's very similar to somebody who, when an argument is over, and they just won't let the shit go. It's over. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're done. Either I won the argument or you won the argument or there's going to be no resolution to the argument. Let's just end this crap. And some people just can't do it. It'll be three. I remember one time, I had a, a mix up in communication with someone I was I said to them, I, I'm not gonna be available on Monday because I have to do this, this, and this. And I told them during the course of the month before on that date, I will not be available. I am not gonna be available. I'm telling you right now, I will not even be in New Jersey. I won't be available. I will be gone, long gone, I won't be there, I won't be there, I will not be there, I won't be there. what happened on that date? 15 text messages. Where are you? What are you doing? What's happening? (laughs) And I go, dude, I told you for 37 days that I wasn't going to be available on that date. And I did it that many times because I know you're a huge pain in the ass. And I told you I wouldn't be there, you dumb bastard. And even though I told this bastard I wasn't going to be available, I come back and I come back into into town and I meet the guy and he's like, yeah, I didn't get that thing done, man. What thing? The thing that we, I was going to do that, but on that day, man. You weren't around and you didn't do what you both you didn't do. And you weren't here for that and you didn't. You did. And I said, I told you for 37 days, you dumb bastard, that I wouldn't be available for that crap. Yeah, well, uh, what about how come you weren't here? What did I just say? He, 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 <laughs> so I'm giving this guy a ride to the airport. And the whole time, he's like, yeah, man. If somebody had been here on Monday, dude. He goes on his trip. He comes back. I see him again. Hey, man, what's going on? Go- Everything's cool. Everything's cool, man. You know, I had to go on that trip. I was a little, I couldn't do everything I needed to do because somebody wasn't available on that Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just can't let it go. So I was just thinking about that. I mean, say for the sake of argument, this podcast continues to become success, continues being successful and it becomes a big deal And I start making some good bread All of a sudden I become a well-known person I become successful like Joe Rogan Or uh, uh, Bill Burr Or Mark Maron Or uh, Cereal or one of those shows And it becomes this big thing And all of a sudden I start making a good living And all of a sudden the people that listen to this podcast Start showing up at the clubs and theaters I'm going to start doing next year And I become a big deal and I start making some money And then (sighs) hi, yes, how you doing? Hey, what's going on man? Yeah. um, I read in the newspaper that you made X amount of dollars Uh, I really don't like to talk about that kind of thing It's kind of a personal thing But I'm, I'm doing good Yeah, yeah, yeah A friend of mine has this idea Where We open up a chain Of stores Okay Called Cool It Down Cool It Down Yeah See what happens is People come into the store With their own beverages right? And we sell them cups of ice And rent them chairs That way when they come in They don't have to put their own ice in their drinks We'll have the cups there Okay, it would be reusable cups and, and they'll have will have ice and they can come in and they can sit down with their friends with their two liter sodas from the dollar store and pour it into our cups of ice and drink the sodas with their friends. It's going to be called Cool It Down. And what we're going to do is, well, it's only going to be open in the summertime because when it's cold outside, people don't necessarily like cold drinks because what we're going to do is then have another business that's open when it's cold outside called heat it up and what people will do is they'll bring in their own beverages and put it in cups that'll be heated that'll be part of the counter they'll sit down and then they, well, what are you going to do when it's when it's uh when it's actually just cool outside oh i knew you were going to go there at that point in the year, we're going to have a place where the cups have no heat or they're not also, and also they're not cold. It's going to be cold just like it is. And then they come in with their drinks and pour it into the cups, and then they drink the cups, and the cups will be room temperature because it's, you know, not hot outside, and it's not cold outside. And we're thinking, if you can invest in this business with us, what we can do is we can open up a chain of stores, we can rival McDonald's and Starbucks and all of that, and we figure within three months we'll be as big as Starbucks, and then you we'll be able we'll to give you be an investor and then we'll all be billionaires. What do you think of that? Why are you pushing me towards the front door? Why am I falling down the steps? <laughs> Come on, man. You know that's you know that's what happens. I don't even understand why, you know, when you become successful and I hope to be successful like that at some point, why all of a sudden the people around you become the biggest group of fucking morons in the world. I've seen friends. Now that example of the of the juice Of the places, I I was just that, just off the top of my head, thinking of something stupid to say about the things that people want people to invest in. But come on, (laughs) I've seen, I've seen people that I knew that became successful. They they got a a development deal with a network or something like that, or something like you know something where it's just a really big blast of money. And then the people around them go nuts. They have no idea of what money actually is. If you get a half a million dollar deal, first of all, it's really a $300,000 deal because you're going to have to pay taxes. And after you pass me on, let's be honest, it's going to be even less than that. After you pay off everybody, it's a $250,000 deal, $250,000 after taxes and paying the jerk offs who got you, who helped you get the deal in the first place, Two fifty. Now that's a lot of money. If it's sitting in a lump sum and you don't have to touch it, <laughs> if it's an emergency, you Comes up, bam, you can take care of it. If you you need to buy a car, bam, you can take care of it. But you can't buy everybody a house. Shit, you can't even buy yourself a house with that. You know? And if you really think about it, say you're living at a $25,000 level, you're living at a $25,000 level for 10 years. Last time I checked, people lived to 90. How's that going to do anything for you? And then you have people coming up to you with their hands up, well, I'm saying you got $250,000. No, actually, they wouldn't even say you have $250,000. They would know that you got a deal for $500,000, and they would actually think you have $500,000 sitting in a big basket in the middle of the room, and you're sitting there with envelopes looking for people to give it to, because people are jackasses. (laughs) So I often wonder about that, you know. Because, because when people become really successful, I've had people that were friends of mine that became successful. And, I mean, really successful. And because they they got successful before I will, they just kind of disappeared. Which didn't bother me. Because it was like, hey, like I said, I don't give a shit if it's, you know, it's your thing. You do what you want with it. But it was just kind of funny. You know, we've since reconnected. But it was like, it was, you know and uh, because they're all like can i be on your podcast i'm like oh no no, okay (laughs) and you will be hearing them on my podcast at some point during the course of the year um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you who i'm talking about because let's let's keep it real uh (laughs) but you will be hearing them when i start interviewing people and doing guests and stuff like that but but, but, but think about that for a minute. How would, your, how would your family, your relatives, your friends, how would they react if all of a sudden you became hugely successful and hugely wealthy? How would they react? What would they do? Would they congratulate you? Would they try to, would they try to be slick and siphon off money? Would they decide that they don't want to do anything anymore because, hey, you got money? Would they be grateful if you decided to give them some bread? Maybe you know, okay, I've got this money here. You know, here's ten thousand dollars for you. Would they be grateful, or would they be the kind of people to go, "You gonna give me ten thousand dollars with all that money you got?" <laughs> Let me think about that. What do you think they would be like? What do you think your friends and your family would be like if you ever got to that point? You know, I often wonder about that. Like I said, if this be if I. This keeps going the way it's going, and I become successful at this and all that kind of other stuff. I wonder how the people around me will change, or if I'll change. I'm really, really curious about that. So, you bastards, it's your job to tell everybody about this podcast. It's your job to listen to this podcast. It's your job to retweet everything, retweet this podcast and re-Facebook it and re-everything. It's your job to spread the word because I want to be rich and successful. Not because I want to be rich and successful. That's not the reason. I just... Just think of it as an experiment. Make me rich and successful and powerful and famous just so I can find out what the people around me will be like. (laughs) (sighs) Let's keep it real. If I become rich and powerful and successful, I'm dumping these jackasses. You understand? Yeah, I know they're my friends and family, but the hell with them. When I get that kind of money, I'll buy new friends and family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said it. I don't care if a whole bunch of people are hearing this. The second I become rich and successful and powerful, I'm dumping everybody. But I'm your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did that decades ago. What have you done for me lately? Okay. I'm your dad. Yeah, whatever. You're just like her. You Whatever you did, you did a long time ago, you two. Oh, I can't stand when old peoples try to make you feel guilty because they're responsible for your existence just get out of here with that crap i'm your uncle you're just related to them what did that got nothing to do with me get out of my face i'm your, your sister uh, whatever i don't even oh uh, you mean so what what's that got to do with anything i Come on, what have you done for me lately? Okay, we've been friends for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, friends. Get out of my face, you bastard. I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore now that I've become rich and successful in the future. So get the steppin'. That's right, I took a line from Martin and used it just now, and I'll do it again. Get the steppin', you suckers, because in the future I'll be rich and successful and I'm dumping everybody. <laughs> I probably should have recorded myself saying that because now they'll be prepared for it, and they'll begin now uh, realizing that they have all have dirt on me, and then and then they'll they'll blackmail me and say we'll tell the, the stuff that you're embarrassed by. But I got news for you, you bastards! I have a podcast, and I'm going to use this podcast to make humor about the crap I'm embarrassed about. So you have no weapons, you bastards. <laughs> That's right. As far as my podcast audience, I got love for each and every one of you. There's a lot of you out there, and I love the you bastards to death. But I'm telling you right now, you make me rich and successful, I'm going to have a movie and TV career. Then I'm going to drop this podcast and say bad crap about you bastards the second it happens. I'll be on a movie set getting it on with hot babes going, didn't you have that really popular podcast back about 10 years ago? Yes, I did, but those people stink. That's right. Aren't they the same people buying your movie tickets? I did not think about that. I th- I just would like to say right now that since the, that, that that's right, they're actually the same people buying the movie tickets and the TV stuff and seeing me live. Maybe I should not say anything bad about the podcast audience because that's the foundation of. Well, like what I meant to say was the podcast audience is the best, and people who are not in the podcast audience, those people think. Well, don't you want those people to listen to your podcast also? I mean. Figure if they haven't listened to your podcast, with well, essentially they're, they're potential audience members, and then they could also be people who like your podcast. I did not think this through. <laughs> I would just like to say that anybody that's listening to my podcast is the best, and anyone that will potentially listen to my podcast is the best, and anybody that does not listen to my podcast or will not listen to my podcast or listens to the podcast and doesn't like it, which is, I mean, that can't be possible, then I just want to say that those four people suck. How about that? That makes more sense. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I plan on being rich and successful, you bastards. And it's your job to make sure that that crap happens. So get, get to it. Stop what you're doing right now and download all my crap and tell your friends, damn it. It's your job to make me rich and successful so I can be a complete asshole. (laughs) Get to work. Segment over. Okay, you weird bastards. Let me ask you a question, you sick bastards. Are you familiar with the extended awe... you know when you make this sound. Oh <laughs> That sound has never been made when something good happens. You know, sometimes you say it all oh, when something nice happens. A baby'll do something, the baby'll smile, a baby'll look up at you, a baby will say your name for the first time, you know, or something like that. Oh everybody likes that all. Oh and the baby said something nice, oh somebody said something nice about you, all but not this one. Aww. The extended awe is the worst, man. And I had an extended awe a couple of days ago. I had to help a a relative do something. And they could have waited till later on. And uh and they called me really early in the morning, you know. And as it turns out, if they had called under a normal under a normal time, I still would have been able to get up, up at my normal time and help them out. And I hate getting up in the morning early because I'm the kind of person that does not go back to sleep once I woke up, okay? So at least in that situation, I was getting up to do something. But have you ever gotten up, if you're the kind of person like me that doesn't go back to sleep once you're awake and you look at the clock, if you look at the clock and it says 8.30, 9 o'clock, you can go, hey, all right, fantastic, had a great night of sleep. But if you look at that clock knowing you're not gonna be able to go back to sleep and you see it and it says 3 that's when you make the extended all Oh man! Oh, what time is it oh. <laughs> you know your ass is up you're going oh crap really you've been there before you know you're in a line of traffic and you know from living in this particular neighborhood or at the very minimum driving in this particular neighborhood on many many occasions that when that left turn arrow comes on four cars can make a left four four if the person in the front is paying attention four cars can make the left you're the fourth car first person in line is not paying attention and just when everyone's about to hit the horn they take off and then you take off and then right as you're about to make a left turn click it turns red and you know you're going to be there for another four minutes (laughs) right You're watching the football game. It's a tie game. It's a couple seconds left. And the wide receiver is breaking open. And the quarterback sees him. And he throws the ball. And it's knocked down by the safety. (laughs) Right? You call your girlfriend up. You think you're going to go on a date. You think it's going to be a romantic evening. You want to pop the question. And her friend is over complaining about something. And you know she's going to be in a bad mood. And this is not the night to ask her to marry you. Or this is not the night to tell her you want to get serious. Or this is not the night to have a romantic evening. And if you had called four minutes earlier, she would have picked up the phone and left the house. But now it's too late because that'll. Oh. <laughs> Everybody makes that sound. I'm I'm wondering if that sound is universal. You know, you know, uh, is universal like when you stub your toe. It doesn't matter what language you speak. That's the I stub my toe sound. But I wonder if uh, is unique to United States. I wonder. I wonder if people in other countries and other parts of the world actually make that sound because they have to have the same feeling that feeling when it's just oh no the oh no oh, that feeling you know everybody is if you if you're alive and you're an adult you have said oh, at least once once a month you you say that sound and as many times you said it several times in the same day You know, you put your laptop down and you walk into the kitchen for a second and you find out that the kid came out of the crib and then the kid cranked around to the computer. The computer, you wouldn't let her touch and she smacks the screen and you forgot to save your work. (laughs) That sound, man, that's the kind of sound where when you hear someone else in the house make that sound, you don't even want to go upstairs. You know, like if somebody goes, put that back, you may go upstairs because maybe the kid's acting like a jackass or, oh, they may have dropped something. You want to find out if anybody's cut their foot or if they're hurt or something like that. But when they make that sound, uh," you do not want to go anywhere near that room because, you know, that sound always comes with a 20 minute story. You know better than that. You you just like, oh God, I do not want to hear the story. Oh, oh crap, they made it. I'm like, Let me get out of the room. Hey, you won't believe this. And you're sitting there going, oh Jesus Christ. Which is ironic because when they go, oh, and you try to ease out of the room before you have to hear that bullshit story, and you see them catch you. Hey, come here. I'm gonna tell you about this because that's when you get the internal because uh, you don't want to say it out loud because if you go uh, out loud and they hear you say uh, because they said uh, you know what's going to happen? They're going to kill you. They're going to whoop your ass. Well, not physically, but you know what I'm saying. They're going to kick your ass metaphorically speaking. They're going to get you. And That's even that's almost as bad as the external. Uh, is the one that goes on in your head when you go uh. So tell me, tell me the truth. Do you not have those moments when you just go uh, course you do if you're a human being if you're an adult you've made that sound if you're a parent you've made that sound if you've ever driven in traffic you've made that sound if you've ever lived life you have made that sound and that's an awful sound to have to make you don't even know you're making it sometimes but you made it i hate making that sound i made that sound a couple of days ago when I recorded a segment for the podcast and I realized like a jackass, instead of hitting the recorder, recording button twice, which is what you're supposed to do, because the first button when you hit the button the first time, it just monitors and you can hear the sound of your voice you can see, hear what your voice sounds like through the, through the speakers and all of that kind of stuff, and then you record a segment and you're happy with it, and then you look and you notice that the red light is flashing meaning that it's armed but uh, um, it's ready to go and armed, but it's not recorded you've been there so I want to say right now my friends I hope you have as few moments as possible because nobody likes those moments damn it those moments must be stopped we've got to go on a national anti-moment movement and the reason and the way we can stop those movements is we can stop having to say that sound is people. If you're on the elevator and you see a person running towards the elevator, I know you may be in a hurry, but come on, man! If you hold the elevator, because the second that elevator door closes and you're going up to your office, there's somebody standing at the elevator door with their nose really, really close to the recently closed doors, making this sound. <sighs> And that same person maybe didn't go, damn it, I got to go up six flights of stairs. And they go to the steps and they find out that the door to the steps is locked. So they walk back to the elevator because now they can't go up the steps. They have to wait for the elevator. And then they see the elevator door closing their face again because they should have just stayed there and stopped being impatient. They should have just stayed there because then they would have been on the elevator and they would have been upstairs when they wanted to be upstairs, but they didn't wait. They went to the steps, stayed there for five minutes, angry, walked back to the elevator and lost the elevator again because the next jackass decided not to hold the elevator for them again. And once again, they're standing in front of the elevator door going, oh, you know what I'm talking about, damn it, you've been there before, you've gone to the supermarket, right, and you see something that you want to get, and you go, I'll get that when I come back, and then you go and do a little more of your shopping, you come back, and you go to the ice cream aisle to pick up that out on the ice cream, the flavor that you wanted and there were four of them left in there and you didn't think it would be a big deal and as you turn in the corner, you see somebody else take one out and as it turns out, it's the last one. You should have grabbed it when you had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We all have that moment when we're all going oh. and I hate moments when we're going oh, yeah. But unfortunately, just like anything else, there's nothing you can do about it. So, folks, I just want to say, I have moments where I go, and you have moments where you go, and everybody has moments where they go, and, if, and, and to my podcast audience in different countries, you may not make that specific sound because of, you know, because of uh, maybe the cultural differences. Maybe you have a different sound for it. I don't know, but I know you have the moment when that happens to you. I don't know what sounds you make when that moment happens but you make a sound and whatever that sound is it is the equivalent of so I hope that you have as few moments as you, as possible in your life please have as few as possible but unfortunately that shit's not going to happen you're going to have a whole lot of moments where you're going in fact I I'm pretty sure you're going to have those moments I'm I'm pretty sure that even during the, even though this is about 7:45 in the morning, I'm pretty sure at some point during the day I'm going to have at least one of those. But what's going to comfort me is the fact that there's going to be a whole bunch of you weirdos listening to this crap, and I thank you for that, you sick bastards. <laughs> so, watch out. Be careful. If you have an opportunity to take advantage of something or to pick up something or to do something, move a little fast to get it done. Because that way you'll get to be the one going, yeah. Because I'd rather have you have moments where you go, ha, 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 moments are much better. Ha, 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 moments Or when you were the last person to get that last piece, that last thing of ice cream. When there was only four left and you came back and you grab it and you see someone behind it that wanted the ice cream. But you got the last one and then in your mind you're going, ha, ha, ha. You want to be the person that when the elevator door is about to close, it's about to close. You stick your hand in the door, door pops back open and everybody in the elevator is like, because they wanted to get upstairs 17 seconds faster. But you got in the elevator and they couldn't stop you from getting in the elevator F those people. And in your mind, ha, 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 that's right. You want to have ha, 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 moments and no moments. And that's what I want for my audience. damn it. I want you to have a series of ha, 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 moments and not a bunch of. Because you're special, damn it. Oh, I wasn't talking about you people. I was looking in the mirror at myself, but you know, you guys are pretty special too. (laughs) Segment over. Okay, you weird bastards. That has been this episode of the Yes Anthony Says Podcast. This is literally and technically the first one done for 2015. And I want to thank you guys for a great year. I appreciate you. Thank you for all the cool things you said. Thank you for the good reviews. Thank you for the kind email. Thank you for the kind retweets and Facebook stuff and Tumblr stuff and all the Google Plus stuff. Thank you for all of that. I really do appreciate it. Much love to you. Um... Of course, my name is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. Uh, the home base of this podcast is says.podbean.com. But of course, this podcast can also be, be heard on uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and whatever podcatcher you happen to have, damn it. Make sure you listen to it. Make sure you download it. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you tell your friends. You've been bringing people back and they've been staying. And I want to thank you for that, you sick bastards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you sick bastards. Much love to you. The email address, as if you don't know, you sick bastards, is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for everything that you've done. You are some cool ones. And I appreciate you, you sick bastards. Thank you very, very much, sincerely. We're going to have a great 2015. We're going to have some more fun. So keep bringing your friends back. Keep bringing your family back. Keep the retweets and the reblogs and re-everythings. Much love to you. I will see you next week. S. Anthony out. Go!